This video contains content that some might find disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. How do you confront the reality of a missing child? Or even worse, multiple. In a small, sleepy town where everyone knows everyone, that wound can cut even deeper. Who would do such a thing? And do you already know them? I'm Ryan Bergara, and this is Are You Scared? A show where I tell my friend Shane Madey the internet's scariest stories. So lock your doors, turn off the lights, and let's see if we can make it until the end of the night. The Missing. I'm no weather woman, but for my money, Washington has to be the rainiest state in America. And Kildeer, population just shy of 10,000 at last count, has to be the rainiest town in Washington. But I've never lived anywhere else and never wanted to. As I like to say, rain and Kildeer go together like pie and coffee. Yeah, I've been up there. I'll tell you, it's a pretty rainy place. It rained when I was there. So confirmed. And, confirmed um, it rained that one time Shane was there. Well, Chicago, we've got thunderstorms, but certainly not the rainiest because you get a lot of beautiful sunny days, too. And snow. Uh... A rich palate in the Midwest. I don't know why, but all of that gesticulation with the smugness of it, I kind of wanted to choke you. Mm. <laughs> I'd love to see you try. Well, you think you're a big tough guy because you're dressed like a, like a hipster Riddler? <laughs> Kildeer was 25 days into its latest bout of rain when I sat down at my usual table at the Mug and Slice. The waitress, a 19-year-old sweetheart named Jackie, brought me my usual a cup of coffee, and a slice of cherry pie. Hey, Agurt, rain's been funny, she offered, starting up a conversation. Think this is funny, I countered. You should have seen 98 with the winds. Felt like the rain was coming in sideways. Had to hold my umbrella like a rifle. Ding. A boy no older than 12 shuffled dejectedly into the store with a stack of flyers. Jackie went to help him hang one in the window. Dog missing, $50 reward. And told the boy she was sure the pup would turn up. Jackie always knew what to say to kids. Do you find it romantic, the thought of being a server in a small town diner? Oh boy, I'd love it. I think that'd be kind of fun. It'd You'd probably fun. meet some characters like, hey Bert, how's yeah. it going? How's the divorce? Oh, well, this is sadder than I imagined. Yeah. yeah. Heard about the horse you had to take out back. Sorry about your grandma. Except that you'd ran her over with your car. Whoa. Small town, you see everything. I guess you do. Second dog I've heard missing in the last two days, Jackie said, returning with a fresh pour of coffee. Must have ran off together, I chuckled, like those two librarians in the 80s, Maximilian and, and, oh, what was her name? Ding. Another interruption, this time by one of the only folks in Kildeer as full of stories as me. Gus Tompkins, mailman, and at 71 years young, a full three years younger than me. Gus, just the man I need. Who was the librarian who ran off with the other librarian? Gus usually sported that easygoing demeanor that's needed for a lifelong career in the post office. Today, however, he seemed distracted. Caroline? Uh, maybe Carol? Sorry, mine's... Gus's eyes scanned the restaurant, nervously clocking me and the other two customers. 
I noticed Gus drag his feet a bit as he made his way over to Jackie and I. If I see a postman who seems ill at ease, that worries me. Why is that? Because they see everything around town. You know, especially a small town, he's got his finger on the pulse. So if he feels like something's wrong, then I'm very concerned, very concerned indeed. You don't think it could be because it's shitty to work at the post office? I think it'd be wonderful. People bring you cookies. Why is your mouth curling into a joker's Because smile I'm thinking of how talking. wonderful it would be to work at the post office. Either you talked to Doug or Sarah Heineman last few days, we shook our heads. The girl's missing. Haven't seen her since putting her to bed two nights back. Got me shook up. Talked to Walter at the station, they got nothing to go on. My mind felt quiet while I watched Gus's eyes aimlessly wander around the diner as if they might find a clue. Kildeer was small, innocent. Children were always safe here. There hadn't been a missing child report since, well, ever. I glanced outside at the gray and empty street as the rain got a little louder. Rest of that day, everyone was worried about six-year-old Ariel. Word was, Sarah put Ariel to bed around 8, and when Doug went to check on her at 9.30, she was gone. No sign of a struggle. No forced entrance. No one knew what to make of it. Could she have wandered off? Did she sneak over to a friend's house? Could someone have taken her? It didn't make any sense, but then nothing did. Search parties were organized, and even though the rain was still coming down, most of the town volunteered to help look. Across Kildeer, all anyone could talk about was Ariel Heineman, at least until they started talking about Jordan Winding. Most folks in Kildeer first learned his name from the whispers cutting through the search parties. Hear about the other kid? Two kids gone in one night. Sounds like we should be on the lookout for a whole children's tea party. <laughs> <laughs> Love to make the jokes about the missing children. While I'm in the middle of the search party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was one of your children? <laughs> hey, lighten up. Lighten up. Can't take a joke. Ariel and Jordan, by all accounts, had never even met and even went to different schools. The only thing the children had in common was they were both six years old and they both had disappeared into the rainy night. Next few days, Kildare was swimming with folks in from around the state offering to help us march through the woods, calling out their names, hoping beyond hope that we'd find them turned around in the brush, lost, but all right. They had to be all right. Even me, no spring chicken, bundled up and walked the woods behind my house, looking for tiny footprints in the thick mud. I felt the icy, damp air press into my bones as I trudged out aimlessly. I was lost in my head thinking about the terror that must have been gripping the parents. Type of horror that consumes you. You forget to eat. You forget to sleep. Eventually, with no hope of relief, well, you stop feeling like a person. You're just a vessel for unending fear. This is a Pennywise situation. It's possible. Did Pennywise ever eat a dog? No, but he did. He woulda. People away. Yeah, he did, he did, yeah. He'd eat a dog. Very funny that Pennywise ate popcorn. You ever think about that? He didn't eat popcorn. He did. No, he was simply enticing the child with the smell Which means of he's eaten popcorn before. Oh, maybe. Why would he bring that up? Are you dirty? <laughs> you wanna cheesy gordita crunch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It makes him less scary if you imagine him just sitting on the couch eating popcorn. I don't think food tastes good to him, though, because he wants to eat children. The rain clouds hadn't shown any signs of letting up, and that night, it got darker earlier than I expected. I got turned around, then fully lost. 
I couldn't have gotten very far, yet nothing looked familiar. The old growth trees pressed in around me. In the rain, I took out my phone to try and pull up a map, fumbling to get my wet gloves off to work the damned thing. I was shocked by how cold I'd gotten. Finally, my location pinpointed on screen. I was a full mile away from my home, and I was soaked to the bone. Then, through the trees, I saw something move. Ariel? Jordan? The crack of a branch. Then a slow, plodding squash. Was someone pushing something through the mud? I called out again. Hello? Do you need help? Are you looking for... Suddenly, the woods lit up as a bolt of lightning cracked down from the inky clouds, striking 50 yards from me, mere feet from where I'd seen the movement. No! My dad was struck by lightning. Your dad was struck by lightning? Yeah. What did I pay God for then? <laughs> yeah, nice try. I Venmoed him 20 bucks and he got the wrong bidet. It knocked him out and then he woke up. And then he gave birth to you eventually in a year? No, I was born. You oh, could, you were born. I wasn't a powder baby. I was about to say it would explain a lot. No, I wasn't a powder baby. You can hold up something metal to me. It will not attach to me. Let's see. I sloshed through the mud quick as I could, but when I got to where the lightning had hit, there was nothing. No shattered tree, no scorch marks, and no footprints. I called out again frantically. Hello? Did anyone else see that? The only reply was the tap, tap, tap of the strengthening rain. With nothing else to go on and no urge to tempt the darkness further, I made my way home and hoped I hadn't caught my death out there. Three rainy days after Jordan and Ariel vanished, two more sets of parents were calling the police in a panic. Andrew Carlin, finishing his super senior year at Kildare High, disappeared during his shift at the Rivoli Theater. The manager said he never saw him come back down the only set of stairs to the projection room. Along with Andrew, a girl in her late teens was missing, Jackie Regan, my favorite waitress at the Mug and Slice. Oh, not Jackie. Jackie! That sucks. Oh no. This is the first time one of these stories has ever affected me emotionally. He's going pilus now. Yeah. And she's missing, but he's got... Because we got to know her at the beginning. She had a folksy conversation with him. Now it's just gonna be coffee. Jackie! Her car was found, empty and idling, at a stop sign three blocks from her house. In both cases, their phones, their wallets, and all their possessions were accounted for. Only their bodies were gone. That next morning, the Mug and Slice was full of out-of-towners, news crews, journalists, even a few groups who somehow all made a living investigating unsolved crimes. Is that YouTube? <laughs> Nasty. Was this written for us? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> hey, we do what we do, and we do it well. And you know when something kind of like ekes its way into other stories and other media? Just means you've left an imprint yeah. on society. Yes, if this happened, we would be there. When something goes bump in the night. Oh yeah. The ghoul boys will be there. When little Jackie goes missing from the local mug and slice, the ghoul boys will be there. Indeed we will. Oh, I thought you were gonna top it off with a third one. Oh, I when, thought you looked like you were in a roll. I didn't want to interrupt when, you. When a super senior goes missing from a movie theater, but not his wallet, then I guess we'll also be there for that. Meal prepping. 
It's a lot of work, right? You go online, you try to find healthy recipes, even though you want like macaroni and cheese, you search the store for the right ingredients, you accidentally buy scallions when you're supposed to buy shallots, and then you gotta drive all the way home just to start preparing? Making a home-cooked meal every day on your own sometimes feels impossible. Well, HelloFresh provides 50 weekly recipes with a wide range of cuisines, flavors, ingredients, and they send them straight to your door. There's no thinking, no grocery lines, just delicious, delicious food. And HelloFresh also saves you money. It's 30% cheaper than shopping in store, and it cuts back on your food waste by 25%. That's a win-win. Honestly, I tend to recycle the same three meals over and over again. But HelloFresh has really encouraged me to broaden my very narrow horizons when it comes to my food choices. If you're interested in saving time, money, and your sanity, go to hellofresh.com slash areyouscared and use promo code areyouscared16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Ooh. Again, that's hellofresh.com slash areyouscared promo code areyouscared16 to start using America's number one meal kit today. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, here at Watcher, we believe that your mental health is just as important as your physical health. But even though it's pretty easy to find a doctor, uh, finding a good therapist, well, that's a little bit harder. BetterHelp makes the process painless by giving its users access to licensed therapists fast. After taking a simple assessment quiz, BetterHelp matches you with a professional in under 48 hours. From there, you'll be able to schedule appointments with your new therapist and communicate with them by text, phone, or even a video session if that's more your speed. And better yet, it's not limited to the states. For all our international friends out there, this service is for you too. BetterHelp's mission is to lead everyone to a happier, healthy life today. So join 2 million others who have already taken the first step towards leading a more balanced life. Head to the link www.betterhelp.com slash areyouscared to get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. That's www.betterhelp.com slash areyouscared. Now, back to the episode. Everyone wanted to talk to locals, on the hunt for suspicions and theories. I just stared into my coffee cup, somehow expecting Jackie to suddenly appear with a fresh pot and explain away this madness. Whole town's gone bananas, Gus sighed, slumping into the chair across from me. All these strangers shoving recorders in my face, asking who I think's done it, and this rain. Gotta drive all the way over to Hank's cutoff to get to the lowlands. Route 23 is flooded. Hey, Gus is still here. Yeah, he's still he's still out there gussing it up. I like the idea that multiple people have vanished from the face of the earth, and he's just like, oh, town's gone bananas. What's all the fuss about? <laughs> Where's my pie? So two kids have vanished. Big whoop. I can't get a, a stack of flapjacks because some kids go missing? Is this suspicious? It seems suspicious. Oh, we should start taking suspects. Gus is my number one. I mean, I don't know anyone else in town, yeah. so it's gotta be Gus. What if it's the narrator? Don't think too long. I think I'd still have to go with Gus. I'm gonna go the narrator. We'll see who's right. I whispered, what is going on? Jackie wouldn't harm a soul. She's the best of us. And those kids? Gus, who could have done this? I heard my voice begin to shake and tried to tighten my grip. 
You know, Jackie said she had an ex who was a creep, but Gus shook his head as he leaned forward. I know just about everyone in this town. I see their homes, I see their mail. If someone's doing this, they ain't from Kildeer. The way everyone's disappeared, no clues, no signs of struggle, it's almost... Gus picked up his mailbag and whispered to me. I'm not convinced they're human at all. Gus. What are you getting at, Gus? I think he's suggesting there's some sort of monster or alien. Oh! Or something from another dimension. Ooh, like lightning people or something? Lightning people. Yeah. Yep, you're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be sick as hell. They look like lightning bolts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. People are like, what the hell? And then it walks up to you and gives you a hug and then you disappear. I raised a skeptical eyebrow as Gus plodded out the door. We'd had supposed Bigfoot sightings any town within 100 miles from the forest had, but I hadn't figured Gus to be a passenger on that crazy train. Was he trying to distract me from my sadness? Didn't work. There was a logical explanation to these disappearances. There had to be. But then again, it did seem like only a monster would take four children. Or rather, only a monster would take four children and two adults. Two days after the teens disappeared, Marcus Gruber failed to show up for his shift at Renault's Hardware. Meanwhile, the manager of the Timber Inn, fully booked by out-of-town looky-loos, was furious when his housekeeper, Bella Huang, stopped reporting for work. The day after that, Kevin Lucci went out to his orchard and never returned. And when Marilyn Green's husband got home from work, he found a pot of water boiling, but no Marilyn. Where are these people going? This is so many people. It's a lot of people. Is it gonna end with the narrator being the only person left in town? Oh, like maybe they got Thanos snapped. Could be. Yeah. A slow snap? Yeah, like a snap that's like Final Destination, like, like sequential. One, like he just sort of points at someone and he's like. <laughs> just you. Just picturing Thanos going. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Out of there. Practicing for the big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they haven't described Gus. He could be a big purple guy. Yeah, he, could, he could be. You're right. Gus could beat Thanos. With eight people now gone, Kildeer descended into panic. Except for their families, everyone stopped searching for the missing. Priorities shifted from helping your neighbors to protecting yourself. Overnight, gun sales quadrupled. Folks stopped saying hi and started whispering. Rumors about who could be behind this sprinted around town. Meanwhile, more and more strangers started arriving in town, each with a new wild idea about what was going on. I stopped going out, even to the mug and slice. Even to the mug and slice? Even to the mug and slice. This must be serious. Nothing's gonna stop me from going out for a slice and a little cup of coffee, I tell you that. Ooh. It does. That does sound nice. Why don't we eat pie when we record these episodes, huh? Great. Why won't you let us do that? It's not me. It's You're... that nasty Stephen Lim. That is that nasty Stephen Lim. That little penny pincher. He won't let us eat food on our shows. That's true. Says it's not our brand. My days were spent peering out my blinds. The only person I saw out anymore was Gus, going house to house, delivering the mail under the thickening downpour. Spending my days alone gave me plenty of time to think about the missing. The pattern was obvious, always in pairs, one male and one female, and the victims were getting older with each disappearance. I checked my doors and windows at night and started keeping a broken mop handle nearby just in case. Still, what kept me up at night wasn't fear about myself. Who would want to do anything to me? No, my sleepless nights were filled with worry about those who were already gone. Until... 
Oh, that's a good place to stop there. Pears, you say. Huh? Pears, pears, pears. He doesn't have a pear. Well, it's not this necessarily. narrator doesn't have a pear. Well, not necessarily they're related or whatnot. They're just same age group. But I can't think of anyone that we've heard of in this story who would be a, an Yet. accompany. Yet. I'd be so nervous as the ages started getting closer to mine. Yeah. Oh, man. And then as soon that? as it passed me, I'd be like, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, I'd be like, right. baller town, Time baby. to go get some pie. <laughs> I was lying in bed in a restless haze at 2 a.m., listening to the rain drum angrily against the window when suddenly there was a knock. Bang, bang, bang. Strong, authoritative. Bang, bang, bang. I had to remind myself to breathe as I reached down and grabbed the mop handle. But the banging had stopped, replaced by a thud, thud, thud. Whoever was out there was done knocking. They were coming for me after all, and they were kicking my door down. Who's there? I swear I said it aloud, but the words may have gotten caught in my throat. The thudding continued. I fumbled to my phone as the door jam started to splinter. I begged my phone to unlock as my hand shook wildly. Come on, unlock. Boom. The door gave way. It was too late. Into the house strode. Gus? I screamed it, still clutching the mop handle. Gus pointed his shotgun dead at me. Gus? What the fuck? Gus is packing? There's no way his old ass oh. is going to be able to blast now, that shotgun and second. survive it. Now hang on a goddamn second. A shotgun? is not what was used on any of the other people. As far as we know, there'd be a mess, big mess, big mess. That's true. Which leads me to believe you may in fact be correct and the narrator has inadvertently been up to no good, but we're about to find out. Take it away, I'm let's find out. I'm just basking in the sunlight of being right. Gus, no. I watched his eyes dilate, then register me standing there, afraid, and he lowered the gun. Gert? You're okay. I tried calling, but the cell towers are flooded. Abe Gardner's gone. Worried you might be, too. I caught my breath, and Gus accepted my invitation to a glass of water. He apologized about the door and explained that he couldn't sleep, that his mind's been racing since he first reported Ariel missing to Jackie and I. The dark circles under his wild eyes reflected my own. I put my hand on Gus's and told him it was the same for me. Are they gonna kiss? That'd be sweet. In fact, him being here was the first bit of warmth I'd felt in Killdeer since that morning. I can't swear to it, but did Gus blush? Oh, maybe they are sweet on each other. Is this is adorable. Is this one of those like thriller movies where all of a sudden in like the second act, the two main characters will bang inexplicably? Like, like in Terminator. Like in Terminator, that's right. That actually plays a pretty big role in that. That's true. I want these men to kiss each other. You've always asked for this. You've asked for a story that just ends up being a love story. That's all I want out of this series. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe if something happens when people kiss, and they sort of like kiss, and then they they implode. Oh, like the body snatchers, kind of? Sure. I don't know. See what happens. This wasn't the time to discuss it. I was in my nightgown after all, but the next time our paths crossed in the mug and slice. As Gus rehung the door, I assured him no one would come after an old lady like me. Oh! oh! <laughs> Why can't it be an old fella? Yeah, I know. I was rooting for these I two old men old, to smooch. I thought it was an old dude this whole time. What does it say about us, I guess? Perhaps we just thought like we assumed it was an old guy? Yeah, I guess Gert is a lady's name sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Gertrude. How often? Do you see stories 
about two old gay men, you know? That would have been fantastic. As Gus rehung the door, I assured him no one would come after an old lady like me, and he headed home. Maybe I should have asked him to stay, but I was suddenly starting to feel a bit feverish. That rotten feeling behind your eyes was creeping in, and my skin had grown clammy. I was too hot, or was it too cold? And my eyes were watering. I could have sworn the walls in my room began to almost shimmer. I wiped my eyes and looked around. A ringing started to grow in my ears. The walls were more than shimmering. They were glowing, an ethereal blue. Is this how it happens? Either disappearing? Gert accidentally ate a bag of mushrooms, or something this is supernatural it. was happening. Maybe it's love. You fall in love and you disappear? This is what I predicted. It's you did kid. not predict No, that. I said, yes, I did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So mad about Holy that. Shit. I got a little defensive there. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. What was that voice that came out of you too? <laughs> oh no. But what I was saying was when people kiss and that's romance, isn't it? <laughs> I'm still taken aback by the pitch of that voice. No, I said, yes, I did. I was really, I'm feeling the Riddler vibes. Uh, it's crazy. Holy shit. Anyway. I did say that. You did kind of say that, but not really. Detective brain. All right. Suddenly, I was blinded by a pulsing blue light that came from every corner of the room. My skin broke out in a cold sweat. I was alone. The drapes were drawn, but my skin prickled everywhere like someone was watching me. Then, I screamed. It felt like a hook the size of a manhole cover had been driven into my chest and was yanking me up towards the ceiling. My hair, drenched in sweat, hung across my eyes, which failed to adjust to the throbbing light. The searing pain in my chest was an agony unlike any I'd felt before. I felt myself slipping out of consciousness. Before I blacked out, the last thing I saw was my ceiling split apart and a bolt of lightning shoot out of the clouds straight at my chest. Fucking aliens, dude. Wait, aliens? Fucking aliens, dude. She's being abducted. She got hooked she on the got alien hooked. rod, dude. The alien's up there like Oh, I got a big one. I got a big one, Bert. I got an old lady. I tell you what, I really like lightning as a stand-in for for abduction. That's, That's very cool. I awoke in a small white room with no furniture and no wall decorations. There barely seemed to be walls at all. In every direction, the white floor ended in a mist that extended all the way to the white ceiling. The only other object in the room, holding his knees and looking worse for wear, was Abe Gardner. Abe? Suddenly, the misted walls cleared away, revealing a larger room, still all white, but whose cloudy walls were now hundreds of yards away in every direction. I scanned the room. Not far away, the two missing six-year-olds were huddled together, and near them was Jackie and the other teen. They all looked emaciated, like they hadn't eaten for days. The other missing Kildare residents were there too, as well as a pair of cats, two cows, two horses, chickens. I even recognized a dog as being the one from the flyer in the mug and slice. Everyone was here, though no one looked well. I pushed my legs into motion towards the group, but was stopped dead by a piercing shriek. From the opposite side of the room, a dark, writhing mass started sliding towards me. As it got closer, its appearance made my jaw fall open and my body go limp. That's an alien. Do you want to guess what this alien looks like? It sounds like Grimace from the McDonald's commercials. I think I remember that. Big purple guy. Yeah, kind of like Grimer from Pokemon. Oh, you don't know Pokemon. 
No. You know, I, I like to stay classic, big head, little body. Yeah. I'd like them to look like Beatles. Oh, that's kind of cool. You know, mop tops, playing the drums. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bugs. <laughs> Stupid. So dumb, dude. It was 10 feet tall, with an almost aquatic flesh, like an enormous jellyfish with no tentacles. It came close, then lunged at me until it was inches from my face. It smelled like death. From deep within itself, it began to talk. Look upon me and rejoice, my daughter, for your salvation is now assured. Welcome to the new ark, the ark that will save your planet. A great flood is coming and I have been charged with delivering you from eternal damnation. I opened my mouth to speak, but the creature cut me off. I was blind, but now can see, for I've read your books, I've spoken to your gods. He said the second great flood was upon you, and that I was your planet's only salvation. The misty walls rose again around Abe and I, separating the two from the rest of the room. That was four days ago. We haven't had any food or water since. I spend my waning waking moments thinking of Kildeer, of Gus. But when I sleep, there's nothing left but the rain. So, are you scared? So it is positing that the original Noah's Ark actually, in fact, happened because it says second. I guess so. That's kind of cool. This is a great story. It was a great story. I loved the atmosphere. I loved Gert. I wish Gert was a fella and that those two men had you know, lived happily ever after. Hey, you know what, actually, in the comments, write out a nice happy ending for That's Gert true. and Gus. Male Gert and male Gus. Gert, male Gert and Gus and exchanging some saliva. Yeah, really give us the details of it. <laughs> it doesn't seem like they're saved either because they're gonna starve. Well, Blob Man doesn't have any idea. He's just gonna start poking them with sticks going like, hey, what's wrong? I mean, I assume there's a suggestion box of some kind or something where you can say like, hey, we could use some Chex Mix down here. I don't think he will. I think the horror of the story is that they have allegedly been saved. Everyone on Earth is doomed, but this alien who is saving them is sort of doing it as this like glorious plight without actually thinking of the lives of these, these people. That's true, and he's gonna be so disappointed when he returns to Homeland and has no animals to put in his just little bones. zoo. Just bones, yeah, just bones. It's just gonna, he's gonna be like, oh. He's gonna open the back of the truck like a UPS guy, like, all right, look at all the delivery. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just gonna be skeletons there. Yeah. <laughs> ah, shit. Yeah. Guess I gotta go back. Hey, I loved it. That's a great story. Yeah, that's, a good, that's good stuff. That story was submitted to us and actually written specifically for this show by our very own Garrett Warner. I should have known. No. Good stuff, Garrett. Yeah, agreed. And sure, you could say, why did it take you three quarters of the story to realize the narrator was in fact a female? Well, anyway, sleep tight. Don't let the blob man bite. We, can't, we certainly can't do this for every single episode. Well, we certainly season, can. can. Don't let the blob man bite. Ta-ta.